Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. And it is an absolute delight to welcome you to Paradise. That is actually Lodge here at Sea Island Resort. We're live this week from the RSM Classic. It is an incredible week in so many different ways. This event is both the first and the last in 2023, something we'll be covering as the program progresses today. Uh, there is the Cloister, another part of Sea Island where many of the evening festivities are. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Uh, but this site and this place is generating so much excitement, both because of what's happening here as an athletic event and the way it has an impact that goes well, well beyond that. Good day, one and all. Pleasure to have your company. Matt Adams, I'm alongside of Brian Becker, who is a managing partner and CEO of RSM. Brian, good to see you. How are you holding up? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. A busy week for you guys. It is. It's always busy, but it's a lot of fun. You bring in clients from all over the world for RSM. I'm curious about how you manage putting together an event that is a major sporting event and one part, and yet you use it as this incredibly in-depth experience with your clients and with your partners. Yes. Well, first, the way it's put on is a lot of great people other than me have put it on. Um, but it is about the experience because when people come here, we're friends. And we kind of, as you know, this is such a paradise you kind of separate from your real life and you get here and you see these beautiful grounds and these beautiful areas and you get to know one another and you see all the charity events, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, definitely. but it is the experience and our clients who are here want to come back. And that's the most important thing. And it's just it's just a fun filled week. No doubt about that. So here's my question. Say you and I are in an airport somewhere. We end up sitting down next to each other. Our flight is delayed. And I say, what do you do? What do you do? And you tell me, RSM. And I want, I'm going to ask you this question, sitting in our bar stools. What is RSM? RSM is really a firm that wants to, as our new model says, instill confidence in the world of change. So through accounting, through tax, and, of course, consulting, we can help you with all the change that's happening in the world. And it is about instilling confidence because we work with you and we want to be what we call a first choice advisor to you in order to help you accomplish your goals. And we do that across a wide spectrum of, of course, technology, um, risk, accounting, tax, all those types of things that are necessary for you as a business to operate. Awesome. Now, we had mentioned that in the evenings here at this RSM Classic, that's kind of a culminating point of the day because you bring together clients that are in on that particular day. There's, there's actually four different waves. That's how big this event is on just their corporate side. Uh, but you bring together these clients, you bring together your partners, and many times you bring together very distinguished people to speak to the crowd. Last night, Camilo Villegas and his wife Maria addressed the audience and they were talking about Mia's miracles. How special was what took place last night, the fact that Birdies for Love could benefit their foundation that are helping so many people, many of whom might be going through the same thing that the Vijaguses did with the loss of their daughter Mia at two years old due to brain cancer. That It was just so inspiring and so moving. It is, and uh, you're going to make me cry all over again, yeah, but it, it, it is really moving. And, you know, as a, uh, I have a daughter who's went through significant health challenges, and I have the means to get the best health care that I can get. And when you're in that situation, I remember, you know, you see people to the left of you and to the right of you. And in a hospital, there really is no difference. I mean, you see the entire human race, no matter what your background, your diversity, everybody has the same challenges. And some have more means than others. And so when you're going through that, to have the ability to have an organization like his and like what we do with Birdies for Love to contribute to help people in need, that's what's really special because there's so many challenges that are thrown in people in life and we just don't realize what you and I have to face those challenges that other people don't. And so that's what this is all about. And, and really, that's why we, 
we came up with this new strategy, instill confidence in a world of change, because it's not just about our clients, it's about our people, and it's about the communities we serve. And so it is touching. I love the stories. And that's what we're all about. That's what you want to do and I want to do is we want to make a difference in people's lives. You know, when you talk about the phrase it the way you just did, Brian, your people and the communities that you serve, the way that your people and thus serving those communities have come together at this event is mind-blowing. We're talking about more than $40 million that has gone directly back into those communities through those people to really change lives. Can you believe now when you look at the impact of what RSM is doing, using this as the platform that literally is changing lives? I, I really can't because it has become the fabric through our offices that's built culture. And we pride ourselves on our culture at our firm. And this event is a culmination of all the hard work that we do through our communities. And that's, again, we all want to do what we have a passion for. We want to do it with people who are our friends and where we feel like we can get that sense of belonging. And most importantly, we want to make a difference. And that's what's so incredible about this event and all the things leading up to it. What I call it is the revelation of a corporate soul where you've got purpose and that purpose aligns with passion and it changes lives. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having Good us. To and appreciate you, it. Congratulations with the success. Of Thank you. Thank event. you. Uh, we're going to be back with more of uh, the Fairways of Life show right after this, going deeper and deeper into this event uh, that is a lot of fun, but it's very significant because of its timing in the year on the PGA Tour. Stay with us. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One, zero, one. Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. 
Welcome back to the RSM Classic. Delighted to have your company from wherever you are joining us around the world. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in all of the land. If you swing it, if you wear it, if you need to learn from it, you want to make sure all of the same are coming to you from professionals. And that is exactly what you get at the PGA Tour Superstore. You are shopping with the pros. It is the holiday season. You want to make sure you get that perfect gift. Head on over to the PGA Tour Superstore. And one of the things that I like, if you go on to PGATourSuperstore.com, you can see the full breadth and width of, for example, a piece of apparel that you're looking, maybe it's a, a for a loved one or maybe it even is for yourself, and you want to make sure they have a certain color or a certain size, you can see it all on PJTourSuperstore.com, the full lot of it. So there is a lot going on in the world of golf right now as well. I'm going to pull Dominic in here for a second. First of all, Dom, how are you feeling today? Did you, did you get over your little flu bug that you were battling with the last, what, 48 hours? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough stretch for Dominic, folks. <laughs> it was even rougher stretch for my wife. And if you have a family, you know what I'm talking about. When, when, one, of the, when one of the parents goes down, everything just falls on the other parent. Oh, yeah. you got to shift the like, zone oh. immediately from man to man yeah, to zone. It's, it, it, it gets ugly very quickly. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was down for the count for about 36 hours. She was like but slipping am, uh, you food under the I'm crack of the door, right? I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in now. I've Good. got my right. uh, bucket of electrolytes right here. <laughs> Let me see it again. Hold that up at the camera. I wasn't looking at the monitor. I'm looking now. It's as big as my head. <laughs> bucket of electrolytes. Perfect. All right. So, Dom, there's so much going on. I want to touch on some of these big news items. Uh, while All we're right. here at the Arsenal Classic, and I realize the focus is going to be rightfully so on where we're sitting right now, but I want to talk about some of those things. First of all, the next 10, because that's going to be very much impacted by this RSM Classic. And these are players that are trying to get into a next season's, next year, 2024's, signature events. What do we know of it so far? Uh, we know everything there is to know. Uh, this event, the RSM Classic, now has an even larger and more important purpose than it's ever had. Not only is the next 10 a huge part of the finale of the PGA Tour season this week, but also the, the good old-fashioned keeping your card. So if you finish in the, in the top 125, you can maintain PGA Tour status and keep your card as we have known it to be in years past. The only difference now is you're not necessarily in the signature events. That's what that list that you're looking at is for. The next 10... We'll get into the first two signature events. I think it's Pebble and Genesis, I think, are the first two. And you can see on that list there, you know, I'll, I'll read for the, some of the radio folks, Bo Hostler, Matt Kuchar, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, Nick Hardy, Alex Smalley, Luke List, J.J. Spawn, and Sam Ryder. That is the list right now. But, Andrew, go ahead and put the, uh, the bubble up there. These are the folks that are just on that line there. And there's a lot of potential movement here, Matt. Our boy Mark Hubbard, 61. Early stages. Correct. It gets harder for once you get outside like 65. But just as an example, if Mark Hubbard makes the cut and finishes, I think it's top 45 or better, that will be enough FedEx Cup points for him to move into that 60th spot. So that, that bubble that you see right there, 57 to 64, really is a bubble. There's a lot of potential movement here. And there's a lot on the line because if you get into these signature events, it's just like playing in a live event. The purses oh, yeah. are enormous. And yeah, no you, doubt about you, that. There's a lot of money on the line. Dom, let's continue talking about the 10, if you will, because it's not necessarily top 10, but from the top 10. And that is the DP World Tour who are having their season-concluding event this week, and all the big names are there, Rory, John Rahm, and more. But at the conclusion of the DP World Tour season, the top 10 not otherwise already on the PGA Tour get full status on the PGA Tour. What, what do we know about those players? Uh, that, that's a real list of players. Let me get the list up for you. Um, the, 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 as part of the changes that the PGA Tour has made, they now have a system in place where the top 10 on the race to Dubai rankings that are not otherwise already exempt. Obviously, yeah. Rory has already won the race to Dubai. It's over. 
uh, even though the, the final event is taking place, I think Andrew had the air times up earlier, is taking place this weekend. No one can overtake Roy statistically, so he's won the race to Dubai. But he's already got his tour card, right? So he doesn't count he's exempt. So the players that are not otherwise exempt in that top 10 now have the ability or the eligibility to take full membership on the PGA Tour, which is a big, big yeah. deal, especially for some of these guys. And some of the names, which I've shared with Matt Pryor, like Adrian Marunk, Bob McIntyre, there's a lot of names on that list that we're familiar with, and a lot of names like Sammy Valamaki from Finland, who we're not as familiar with, who are in a position right now to get full PGA Tour privileges for Ryan next Fox year, for 2024. Yeah, can't see exactly. how any depending of on how they finish this up. week. Absolutely. Correct. Uh, so there's, well, there's it'll be interesting to see if some of them do actually. Oh, I think they will. I it's going to be it's going to be at least eight out of ten in in my opinion. They're going to take it. Maybe. Oh, you really? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because you can still you can still have dual membership. Why not? Why not do it so you can so you can take a chance? So we'll see how it plays itself out. There are some other storylines floating around which we'll get to. We didn't have time yesterday to talk about Rory McIlroy's. Uh, new revelations in an interview with the Irish Independent about what took place in the confrontation between he and Joe LaCava, that coming up. Plus, I want to go through some air times with you. Uh, you saw some of it that Andrew had on your screen for the DP World Tour event, which we will have for you on Golf Channel. But first, Andy Bossman submitted this Andy Cam for today, in which Andy introduces us to the people behind the stars. All right, Maddie, day two of Andy Cam. Um, and today we're going to focus on one of the things that makes the RSM Classic so special, and that's our volunteers. And I had a chance yesterday as we were coming in uh, to talk to the co-chair of the Transportation Committee. She flies in from Oregon every year just for this event, which tells you a lot about our volunteers. So I'm joined today by Tom. Tom, thank you for joining me. No problem. 14 years you've been involved in this event. 14 years, enjoyed every minute of it. So what, what, why did you originally get started? Uh, enjoy golf, but this is a community event. You know, we get to see each other once a year, and we catch up. People have babies, grandchildren, and everything, but we all give back in our own way. I mean, I'll have a mechanic to volunteer or a president of a bank, and we all know we're doing it with the Davis Love Foundation and with support that uh, RSM gives us. And, and all our community, it's just a, it's just a really cool thing. So you're, you're chair of the gallery, right, the gallery management group, right? So one of the things I've always loved is when you walk around the course, the gallery management team are fantastic. They're so hospitable and they're so welcoming. So how, how are you coaching them here? How are you teaching them what they need to be doing? Because it's not just about stay back, but it's come in. Well, and it's, it's our training. We, we have training for every new volunteer. And our first thing we say, we said, we want you all to have a great time, but we want the spectators, the players, and all of it. And it goes back. I've volunteered for a lot of events, but this one is, is, seems a little different, a little more community-based, and uh, you can see golf like right up front. Yeah. And yeah. that, that kind of kind of brings them in. That's cool. Now, you've got some fun stories. So tell me, you were telling me earlier about Adam Wainwright. So talk to us a little bit about Adam and his involvement out here. Uh, they have a charity event. It's a wiffle ball uh, yep. game. Yep. And the Boys and Girls Club participates with the PGA Wives and the PGA Professionals. Team. But Adam would ask the boys or the girls to swing. And he'd watch where that bat went. And he would throw the, the little wiffle ball. And they'd hit. And everybody would cheer. And, and you know, it doesn't get any better than that. And how cool, how cool is that here? You've got oh. you know Hall of Fame pitcher that's out playing wiffle ball with the kids during the RSM Classic, which is really cool. Well, Tom, thank you. It's volunteers like you that make this such a special event and the more than 1,400 we have. And, you know, as you're out at the Classic this week, make sure to say thank you to our volunteers. They are, they bring the Southern hospitality forward and uh, make it a great week. So, Maddie, that's it for today, and um, we'll be back later this week. Thank you very much. The Andy Cam will be coming to you all week right here from the RSM Classic. Now, I am delighted to introduce you to two gentlemen that represent the third set of twins to compete on the PGA Tour. David and Maxwell Ford are sitting here, and Don was saying in my headset, because I didn't tell him where the two twins, you guys are going to be standing, and they're saying to me, we don't know how to put the graphics up the names because we can't tell them apart. Good to see you guys. All right. First of all, David, you got to tell me the story of how did it happen that you two guys are competing here this week? 
Uh, I think we grew up playing a lot of golf together, um, and then we, we played a lot in middle school and high school together, and um, I guess competition makes better competition. So um, we're here today, and I think we're both really thankful for the opportunity, but um, a large part of my success is just competing against him every day when I was younger. Very cool. Only golf or every other sport too? Um, every other sport for a little <laughs> while. I would say um, until we were probably 11 or 12, we played a lot of other sports. And then it just kind of became golf and then um, maybe some ping pong in the winters. Um, and then ping pong off and on um, and ping pong at UNC, certainly. Did you guys compete at everything? Like who's going to finish your plate first? Is it typical brother stuff? Yeah, it was it was pretty competitive. I think we've gotten a little less competitive against each other recently, but um, in high school and middle school, it was very, very competitive. Now, the breaking news with all of this is that not only are they twins, but you're triplets, right? With your sister, Abigail, did you tell me? Yeah, that's right. They tell me, what, what's she doing? Uh, she is in England right now, I believe, studying abroad. She goes to the University of Georgia. You believe? Yeah, <laughs> I believe. Somewhere in Europe. Um, but no, she... Uh, She's studying abroad right now. She goes to UGA. She trains a, a service dog there. So, um, yeah, she's doing a lot right now. Are they retrievers, goldens? Uh, it's a, I think it's a black lab. Oh, that is so cool. Jeez, that is, that is fantastic. Now, you made an 18-foot putt to win the Jones Cup to secure your position here. What is it like when you think about – and I know, I know it's, it's a hard question to answer because you think about the entire journey, but what's it like for you to think about the squirrel – that brought you guys to where you're sitting and standing right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, hearing that he got into the event um, was a pretty awesome surprise for me, and I think it's it's great for media, but it's also cool to just know one other player in the field. Um, there's a few familiar faces out here, but um, to be able to make that putt at Jones Cup and then to see one more familiar face here is really cool. Yeah, I got I, you just sent a chill up my spine thinking about it as well. When you got the sponsor's exemption, how did you find out what was the reaction? Um, I found out last Sunday, um, so about a week and a half before the tournament starts. Um, and uh, my coach, my college coach, Andrew DiBattetto, called me. Um, I guess he had gotten a call saying that I was in, um, and he kind of like beat around the bush a little bit and didn't tell me right away. Um, kind of, kind of played with his food a little bit. Um, but yeah, he told me, and um, I think it took a little bit um, to kind of sink in and realize like what was going to happen. But yeah, just uh, very grateful and. Um, just looking, I guess at that time I was looking forward to um, all that the week would bring, and I'm still kind of doing the same thing. And hey, what has the week brought so far? How how much of it just is one of these eye opening experiences for you? It's cool, yeah. Um, I think it's um, it allows me to learn a lot, um, especially today. I'll be able to play with Webb Simpson, um, and I was able to have dinner last night with some really cool guys. Um, so I think I think the people that I've met this week so far has been really cool, um, and I, I hope that continues. Um, but yeah. We'll see. Just kind of try to take it all in as it comes. Both of you have competed, of course, at such a high level that you're worthy of competing in the PGA Tour event this week. When you're out there, how do you challenge and how do you, how do you channel, I should say, what you need to do? You're be, be between the ropes now doing your thing. Yeah, I think um, we've had a lot of good instruction, especially this semester, from our coach, Andrew DiBattetto, um, just about how quickly life moves, um, how, many, how many people might be uh, calling our name this week or uh, media obligations or fans or whatever it might be. And um, he's done a really good job of just reminding us that we're golfers um, and what we love to do is play golf. Um, and that's kind of my goal this week is just to have as much fun on the golf course as I can. All right, so I got a crazy question for you. I want to cast our minds. You guys are juniors now, mm -hmm. right? I want to cast forward five years, seven years, don't edit this. In your wildest dreams, where are you two guys, let's say seven years from now? Um, Come on, Maxwell. Don't edit it. <laughs> I hope just doing whatever the Lord has me doing. Um, I, don't, I don't like to think that far ahead. Um, I think just <laughs> kind of going wherever he sends me. Um, and other than that, I, I don't really have anything else. All right, brother. Seven yeah. years ahead. I'm kind of kind of in the same boat. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to sit here and say that I want to play on the PGA Tour, but um, if it's mini tour life, if it's college golf fellowship, if I'm working a desk job, then um, wherever the Lord wants me, I'll be fine with that. Very well balanced on that. Now, I can tell you as a broadcaster where I want you. I want you guys on United States Ryder Cup team. I want you paired together against the Hoygaards. Can you imagine having twins against twins? Us as broadcasters, we would not have to tell anybody apart. You're all dressed the same. Wouldn't yeah, that be great? Really. What are you looking forward to the most this week? Um, I think just learning. I, uh, 
the results would be nice if I play well, but um, really just taking each second as it comes um, and learning as much as I can. How about you, Dave? Yeah, I think the main thing is just have fun. Uh, I've had a really busy two and a half months, um, and I've, I've gotten to play some good golf, but um, the most fun I've had has been on the golf course. So I think just keep that same trend going and have a lot of fun. Well, we are very much looking forward. It's going to be fun for all of us to see how you guys do this week and moving forward. Thank you. Great job. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Pleasure yes, to meet you, you guys you. and wish you the very, very best. And mom is here someplace too. What's your mom's name? Karen. Karen is running around here somewhere. She's probably watching the big screens out there where they <laughs> let everyone see everything. Good luck, guys. Good to see you. Thank you. All right, guys. We're going to be back with more of the Fairways of Life show, which is presented in part by DeWiz Golf. Log on to DeWizGolf.com and check out this incredible wearable device. It's based on neuroscience, and it measures your golf swing in real time in real space. It is very much a swing monitor. With the data you get back, it will become a swing modifier. Check it out today at DeWizGolf.com. Awesome. I guess hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. <laughs> Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. What if we started a company and the company was under no time constraints, no financial constraints? The one constraint is their clubs had to be exceptional performers and much better than any other alternative. I was told time and again it'll never work. It worked like a house of fire. And I'll tell you what, I think our customers love it. BXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Fairways Life Show coming to you live from the RSM Classic. I am delighted to be joined by Todd Thompson, the tournament director here at the RSM. I have to ask you, first of all, having those two boys on, those two twins, so humble. It's it's kind of incredible, and you've known them for a long time. I've known them since they were like 12 years old. You know, they played in my junior tour growing up, and um, being in Georgia, we weren't far from them because they were in the Peachtree City area. Yeah. And I was down in Auburn living at the time, so got to know them very well, and the parents, and just a neat story, and it had been a couple of years. I didn't know they had a triplet until yeah. a couple of years. You told later. me that the other day. That's so, how yeah. I knew. So it was kind of kind of neat. To, Abigail know, three excelling at what they did. Yeah, very very cool indeed. Now, I'm curious with you as a dad now of a PGA Tour golfer. 
have you found you're in a prominent position, you're tournament director of a PGA tour event, but every time your son's in contention, I've done it when I'm hosting live coverage and everybody else is the same thing. Oh, son of Todd Thompson, tournament director of the RSM classic. Are you starting to become known more for being your son's dad? Of course. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. Which, which is fine with me. Um, so it, it's all good. Um, he's done great. Uh, He's worked hard, and um, it's cool to watch his success. And, you know, we'll see what's in store for him in the future. I'm curious what advice you have for parents. And I realize I might be opening a whole can here, but I'm curious what advice you have for parents who have a son or a daughter that's excelling in a particular sport and what message you have for them to let them blossom into who they're meant to be. Don't put everything on one aspect of their uh, their results. I mean, the results are going to come. Every sport, everything these kids do, whether it's uh, education or sports, it's, it's hard. And it's hard to succeed. And you just can't focus on one bad day. Mm-hmm. There's going to be bad days no matter what you do. But there's also going to be a lot of good days if they love what they're doing. So if they love what they're doing, they're going to probably succeed, most likely. But it's just being patient. Being patient, let, you know. But God does do his thing. How much patience does it take to be the father of a PGA Tour player when there's nothing you can do but watch a leaderboard or watch a television or watch from behind the ropes? I can tell you, I'd much rather be there and see what's going on than seeing a score pop up on the screen. And I've gotten to where I don't look at it real often when I'm not there because mm-hmm. I'm just not going to sit there and look at every score, every shot. And a lot of people text me, oh, he hit it here and hit it there. And I just kind of <laughs> ignore it because – can't do anything about it and um i know he's working hard he's not trying to hit it in potentially in a hazard or uh, in the trees he's trying to do his best and and that, that's all i can do very cool are you going to get the whole family together for thanksgiving we will uh we're all going to travel over to auburn my wife's parents still live over there so we're going to go there afterwards um now we got um granddaughter so we get to take oh, her and nice yeah so pretty pretty cool having a, a granddaughter here very here cool living. indeed now after we've gone through all this family stuff which i think is very neat and, and very fun to talk about let's talk about this rsm classic as well when we started the show today i called it and I, I mentioned this with davis as well that it is both the first and the last at the same time in 2023 how do you define this rsm classic we have called it the uh the new wyndham because, you know, Wyndham used to always be the final event for the top 125. Now it's the top 70 to make it through there to the playoffs. But now we're at the end. I mean, there's going to be – we've always prided ourselves on having kind of a laid-back atmosphere here. Mm-hmm. And it still will be. But for that 118 through 130, it's going to be tight. And it's going to be it's going to be tough on those guys to, uh, to perform and to, uh, you know, keep that 125 – ranking and, and we have a job next year. Yeah, when you're, when you're talking about it both as a bubble and those who are currently inside of it, it's going to be numbers that we're going to be watching very, very closely. Uh, it is kind of cool to think of the way that the role that the RSM Classic has traditionally played versus what it will play from this point going forward is evolving and changing. Right. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more, not pressure, but we know we got to do a good job no matter what. Mm-hmm. We won't put on the best event we can. But there's going to be that, you know, when you make a decision, how does it affect not just those players on the bubble, but everybody in the field? You know, and the other cool thing about the week is now we're in that um, the 51 through 60 guys getting in the signature events, the first two of um, 2024. Oh, yeah. And the next 10 is a pretty important That's number. Right. And the guys Absolutely. are sitting on that bubble, too. So there's a lot of numbers that you'll hear us talk about throughout the course of the week and certainly through the coverage that will be discussed as well. I want to ask you about something else that you alluded to uh, Todd already today. And that is there are certain events on the PGA tour. Uh, ones that come to mind in this regard, Travelers Championship, AT&T Pebble Beach, RSM Classic, where you have players coming here with family members, sometimes extended family members, because of the vibe that you were talking about, because of where we are, because we're on an island, because how beautiful this place is, because of all that Sea Island has to offer as well. How much is that an element of your identity in terms of how unique this event is? Oh, a lot. Um, you know, we're the only event at a five-star resort on, on tour. And I heard Zach last night at the RSM function talking about this being home. He's standing there at the cloister on the, at the Black Banks and talking about how, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, our assets are outstanding. Yeah. I mean, 
our view right here that we have the two golf courses, the the resort itself, you know, our child cares at the beach club. I mean, it's, it's, it's just great. I mean, um, we, we have a lot to offer to not just golfers, but people that love to come to the coast and, and do biking or clay shooting or whatever it is. And we've got a lot to offer to everybody. How much of a break do you get when it's over before you're starting to make it better than it was a year before? Well, we get decent break because of the, the calendar. You know, we got Thanksgiving right afterwards, a um, couple weeks, then we have Christmas, then we have New Year's. So there's not a whole lot of people want to talk to us about next year for, you know, <laughs> hey, buy a pro-am spot or, or, or hospitality or stuff. So we do get a break um, afterwards. It, it, it's good. We get to enjoy the holidays. Speaking of the pro-am, we've got the big pro-am draw party going on tonight. What, what, what's in store? What's planned? Well, we went back to a live draft, which is kind of cool. Great to have you there to emcee it. And uh it's gonna. Be, it's a different vibe. Instead of posting who's playing with, yeah, who you're gonna play with, but you get to choose. You know, we'll have the there's 45 a, second clock. There's going. pressure there. There is the way that it works. It you is. just heard Todd saying there's a 45 second clock. So if your name comes up, you've got 45 seconds to pick it. And everybody has their hit list. Well, if your hit list gets taken and you have to look for somebody else, you're going. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You're scrambling. So there is there is an element of that that makes it a lot of fun as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Right. I think guys pick. Not just the player, but then they can pick golf course, time of day. You know, do I want to off at 7 a.m. or 11.30? So yeah. all those three factors go. All those facts we do. And then Wednesday, we have our charity putting contest, which which will have a lot of luminaries there, many of whom are the executives of RSM that serve the role of scorekeepers, which they should. They're, they're from an accounting firm, that's rightfully right. so. But even that's a unique event. It is unique and having them participate. And then we always have uh, Commissioner Monahan participate. He's mm-hmm. out there and – you know, I don't even know if some of the kids know who he is, you know, because they're not in the golf. But it's pretty neat for us and for our foundation members and, and the and people around here to see the, the commissioner out there with the C-level um, from RSM. You know, when you talk about the foundation, now we're getting into lives that are impacted because of this event really very much outside the ropes here as a major uh, sporting event. And we're talking about the fact that people are benefited from all of these other things that take place. And we know that the gross number is going to be over 40 million when it's all said and done. Isn't that head scratching when you think about that you're involved in tournament director or something of that stature? Yeah, it's pretty neat to see. And, you know, watching Camilla and his wife last night and how very inspiring, how RSM and the term has affected their foundation um, um, with about Mia. And then we could go on for a long time. If I tell you stories about how it's impacted different people just in our area. And their birdies for love impacts people all over the country and, and you know where their offices are. Incredible. Uh, speaking of birdies for love, of course, it is Davis Love the Third. Mark is the general chairman. Uh, from what I'm hearing from Davis telling me yesterday, I got a chance to see Mark for two seconds last night, and I'll be talking to him more this week. It's going crazy for them, too, on the on the renovation and design side. Golf they're, they're course busy. design is very busy for them. Um, I mean, I can distinctly remember Mark and I four years ago and he's wondering, am I going to get this project? You know, it, it, what not much was happening, but now it's they're getting a choice of some of the event, you know, you know, practices and the golf courses they get to redesign or start from scratch. And they got some great projects right now. It's crazy, uh, Andrew. Let's put up the air times for the RSM Classic while we have Todd's company here and remind the world of how, when, and where you can see the coverage. We have it for you on Golf Channel Thursday and Friday from noon. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday from 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Golf Channel. Uh, Todd, we're very much looking forward to this field that is distinctive for so many different reasons, taking it to these two golf courses and giving us a chance to watch some great golf before the holiday week. Absolutely. Um, you know, we got 11 top 50 players in the world this week, which is great. Um, my perfect world would be a one or two hole playoff at the end and let's have a great champion. Sounds awesome. Good to see you, my Good friend. Good to see you. Congratulations yes, with the success. Thanks so much. Thank All you. right, folks, we'll be back with more of the Fairways Live Show right after this. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses. 
all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. So we are in the lodge alongside of the plantation course here at Sea Island. Of course, there'll be two golf courses that they'll be using, uh, both of which are going to be impacted by the weather we're feeling right now. It's very windy out today. It is somewhat cool as well. Rain is expected to be in the forecast uh, Wednesday, which will impact, of course, the Pro-Am. And then Thursday, the opening round is the highest probability of rain. As of this morning, it was about a 70% chance and there's two fronts kind of coming in as we're just above the Florida Peninsula here in in, uh, southeastern Georgia. There's two fronts coming in, one off the Atlantic side and one is coming in from the Gulf. Uh, Not to get all weathery, but that's what's happening and and we'll see uh, if one can kind of cancel out the other or push it down below us. It remains to be seen. I was asking Todd uh, Thompson, the tournament director, before he departed what the PGA Tour is telling yet because they have meteorologists that travel with the events and he said they're just getting set up and he's going to be uh, uh, versed on that in just a little while and I asked him if you get any updates uh, and you could pass them along to us we're happy to disseminate that information as well. Uh, if you want to attend the RSM Classic there are tickets still available uh, coming up over the, uh, the coming days. The weekend's supposed to be beautiful here. Uh, rsmclassic.com is a great place where you can check that out as well and I do want to go through uh, as I mentioned to you, this story about Rory McIlroy speaking to the Irish Independent and giving more details of what took place between he and Joe LaCava at the Ryder Cup. And I'll do that in a second. I, but I didn't get a chance, Tom, to ask you before our guest sat down with us a few moments ago. Uh, what was your question of the day today? Uh, hello. Yes. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm deep in things here. You're just bringing me in. Okay. Um, what was the question? It's question of the day. A uh, question of the day was uh, uh, the Netflix thing. Andrew, put the picture up of the Netflix guys. He's got it. He's got it. There it is. The Netflix Cup is taking place tonight, in fact, at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Netflix. You can see the players, the big-time players involved in Conmar Cal, Max Homa, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Thomas. They're each going to be paired with an F1 driver, and then they're going to play against each other in some sort of match play event. This is, in fact, the very first live sporting event in the history of Netflix. Full stop. Oh. Which is actually an inaugural m- massive event, I would say, for a, a company that is 
for a media company that is massive and powerful these days to think that this is their very first live sporting event is interesting. And that is yeah, taking now, place F1, tonight. They're, they're in Vegas this week, right? If I remember correctly? Yes. So this event is taking place in Vegas. I believe it's at the Wynn Golf Course. Okay, that's why I was asking that. So it's in the Pacific time zone, and Max and JT have to have just returned from South Africa, and it's at 6 p.m. I'm curious what time it is to their body clock. How, what, how many hours – Here's if, if, I'm sure there, we have some viewers or listeners uh, from South Africa. How many hours ahead is South Africa from Las Vegas – to try to get a sense of what time it would be to the body clock of, of those two golfers. I mean, I'm trying to see what Google can tell me. 3.46 p.m. on Tuesday in South Africa is 5.46 a.m. on Tuesday in Las Vegas. So that's... So it sounds like eight hours. Are, Dom, what's classic here? i got to tell you what's happening right six, now. Six, seven, eight, nine, where, where 10, I'm sitting, 11... All right, Andrew, I can see the shot you have me. You can see the reflection. Eight hours. That's mind. like 10 hours. You oh, is it 10 hours? <laughs> so they're, they're wait, 10 I'm, hours I, ahead. They're 10 hours ahead I, in I'm South Africa. By, I'm surrounded by accountants. They're supposed to do the math. So anyway, I have to tell you this, Don, because you're going to love this. You guys can see the reflection of the windows that are in front of me, and I'm looking out on the plantation courts, and then I can see the sea beyond it. And it's reflecting off the glass behind me. That's more of the, the beautiful luxury dining facilities uh, that are behind us. In front of me, I'm watching Peter Malnati throw a little, like, foam plane, the kind you throw and it floats, with his little boy. And he's out there with, it looks like, one of the Wesley brothers, but he's, he's farther away and I can't see him as well, but it looks like one of the Wesley brothers with his daughter, and they have these little toy planes. Now, you heard me mention that the weather right now is pretty severe. The weather is ripping probably at least 15 miles per hour with gusts today that they're expecting to be up between 30 and 40 miles an hour. So there, I'm watching Peter take this little plane and his little boy, and they throw it up in the air, and it just takes off. It goes about 150 yards every time. And his, and his little boy, who looks like he's probably about maybe two years old, is having the time of his life, maybe three years old, somewhere around there, and throwing these little planes around and having such a great time. And it's the feel that we were talking about at this event that makes it so unique that you get a chance to glimpse something like this. Peter is out there. Uh, he's the only one that I can see right now in the angle that I'm on. Peter's out there in a hoodie. And a pair of like gym shorts and, and with, his, uh, with his sneakers on. He just did it again. He just threw the thing. He threw it straight at the ground. And the way that the plane is engineered, it just took off. It's over there in the putting green, and they're going to grab that. So it's, it's a very, very cool vibe indeed. All right. So Dom was telling us that what's going on tonight is the next flick, next flick event. Yeah, that, uh, that was is- my question of the day. I didn't even answer your question, Matt. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the question of the day was, I was curious if our audience, if the core golf, if you will, knew if this thing was even happening. So the question was, are you going to watch this live Netflix event that's happening? Yes, no. And then I put an option for, I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know this was happening. 36% said they had no idea it was even taking place, Matt. Which shows you that the, the, the core golf may not be who these people are trying to reach. They might just be trying to pick up, I don't know, people who watch Netflix, I guess. And 48% are saying, no, they're not going to watch this event. So that's a, you know, 80-something percent people either don't know or don't care and are not going to watch this, which, which is interesting. So you got 15, 15% saying they will watch it right now. For the record, for you folks, I will watch some of this. Okay. If I, I'll, I'll be honest, if I, if this wasn't my job, right. If I was doing golf stuff, this is not, and I, I love golf. So if this wasn't my job, I'd still watch golf and play golf all the time, but I would not watch this specific event. I just don't really care about it, but because for you, for you people, I will watch a little bit of it, a little bit, and I will report back. I anticipate I will hate it. But nice who knows? Maybe I'll be surprised. 
I'm pretty sure I can see him now. It looks Wesley Bryan's out there. I believe that's his daughter that, that he's throwing his little plane with. It is classic watching this. You're not even listening to me, Matt. I, I, I heard you. I heard you say that you're going to make it make it the supreme. You're, you're watching two people gonna, throw a foam airplane, and that's more important than what I'm saying to you. Yeah, well, you're you're making the supreme sacrifice of watching a Netflix event with players in Formula One. It drivers. is. It is a supreme I sacrifice. Mean, me, I'm going to waste an hour of my life on that garbage. The, to me, the bigger the bigger compelling story is how is Max Holma and Justin Thomas going to do when they're ten hours ahead. So it's oh, 6 they're going to be a mess. It's it's going to be what four a.m. to them? Yeah, their body clock's going to be four a.m. So we'll see a place out. Uh, that story about Rory McIlroy, which I wanted to get to before we wrap up today as well. Uh, this is from SI.com. The interview that Rory did was with the Irish Independent, but they're they're hidden behind a paywall. Uh, so Rory further explains complete rage from Saturday at the Ryder Cup. In an interview, McIlroy admitted he wasn't in great headspace over Caddy Joe LaCava's behavior and that Tiger Woods attempted to reach him. The article reads as follows, quoting, In the aftermath of a tense Saturday scene at the Ryder Cup, Tiger Woods attempted to reach out to Rory McIlroy, apparently calling and texting him after his former Caddy Joe LaCava got into an exchange with the golfer that later spilled over into the parking lot. McIlroy was incensed when he believed that LaCava, who was caddying for Patrick Cantlay, was carrying on too much after Cantlay made a long birdie putt to potentially win the final match of the day. Both McElroy and partner Matt Fitzpatrick had chances to tie with their own putts, but missed. In an interview with the Irish Independent, McElroy went into detail about the drama, including the attempts Woods made to reach him, as well as a text he got from LaCava. Quote, there was also three texts and two missed calls from Tiger because they're obviously still close, McElroy said in the interview pub this Sunday. I sent him a quick message. It'll be fine. Long day. Just want to go to bed. Close quote. McElroy also said that LaCava reached out to him. Quote, hey, Rory, would love to meet up in the morning to clear the air. But I was tired and didn't get back to him. LaCava had been waving his hat to the crowd after Cantlay's putt, as had been done to him all day in the afternoon session after a Sky Sports report, which Cantlay denied, that he was not wearing a hat as a protest for not being paid to compete. In the Ryder Cup, Cantlay and other Americans later said that they were unaware of the controversy and were unclear why the hat waving was taking place. In the interview, McElroy admitted he doesn't have a great relationship with Cantlay. Quote, here's what angered me, McElroy said. My relationship with Cantlay is average at best. We don't have a ton in common, and we see the world quite differently. But when I saw he was getting stick on the 17th and 18th greens, I tried to quiet the crowd for him. And I don't think Fitz and I were afforded the same opportunity to try and hold those putts to have the match. I shook Joe's hands and Patrick's hand. Those three putts he made on 16, 17, and 18 were fantastic. And under that pressure to give your team a glimmer of hope going into Sunday was big balls. So all respect to him. There was a bit of an argy-bargy at the back of the 18th green with Fred Couples and Thomas Bjorn, and that's fine. But as I'm walking back to the locker room, I can still feel this red mist coming over me. No, that wasn't right, close quote. McElroy said that Lowry, uh, Shane Lowry kept him from going into the U.S. team room to sort things out, but later erupted at Jim Bones McKay, Justin Thomas's caddy, who tried to approach him in the parking lot. Again, quoting, he's coming over to try and defuse the situation, but he's wearing an American top, and I know he's friends with Joe. And I just tripped. Complete rage. I felt bad about it afterwards because Bones' wife was standing beside him, and I used a lot of swear words. So not my finest moment. But then Shane bundled me into the car. Close quote. McElroy said that when he returned to the hotel, he said that Ricky Elliott, a fellow Northern Irishman and caddy for Brooks Kepka, as well as Coach Claude Harmon III, reached out to try and again defuse the situation. McElroy said that, quote, I start having to go at them. Joe LaCava used to be a nice guy when he was caddying for Tiger, and now he's caddying for that dick. He's turned into an ass. I still wasn't in a great headspace, close quote. Okay, Rory McElroy explained what happened on that day. Uh, clearly, what we have in retrospect of all of this was that, as we said initially from that time, and because I was there in person as I was watching 
all of this. What the gallery was doing with the waving of the hat, the gallery clearly had more information than, than a simple denial coming from uh, Patrick Cantlay and or the American side. It was clear that where there was smoke, there was fire. But I thought they conducted themselves in a, in a way that showed great decorum. In fact, honestly, it was even funny the way that they would take their hats off on every tee and every green as Patrick Cantlay was approaching. No one ever did anything to try to interfere with what Patrick Cantlay was doing that I saw during the actual tournament proper. And Patrick Cantlay, to his credit, even engaged with the crowd, smiling and doffing his phantom cap at times. So I thought all of that was well played. What happened on that green that enraged Rory McIlroy, first of all, should not have happened. I think Joe was reacting to the American team. I don't think that Joe was trying to be rude or disrespectful to Rory McIlroy or Team Europe. That doesn't mean that it didn't cross a line and to be judged as such by Rory and his teammates. All sides and all people have a right to feel the way that they felt, and that's what we saw here. With Rory McIlroy and with the emotions that surround the Ryder Cup, obviously with him, it also went too far. As he alluded to in his own comments there to the Irish Independent, not my finest moment. He was referring to some of the salty language that he used uh, in front of Jim Bones Mackay with his wife very nearby. It speaks to the passion that is the Ryder Cup, and I'm not making any excuses for anyone, but it speaks to the passion that is the Ryder Cup, and at times how without intent people can very much cross lines, and frankly that should not be crossed, and that can also flame the emotions moving forward. All of it is part of the reason why, honestly, the Ryder Cup is the Ryder Cup. Don, what do you think? I just have one thought on all of this that I think is something that's missing from golf, and I think we need it in golf, and that is hatred among the players. I think in a lot of sports, you have athletes that have a public dislike of other athletes in said sport. So you've got a basketball player who... who publicly dislikes another basketball player. And that friction is great for business. It's great for business. So when Rory comes out and publicly is saying negative things about Patrick Cantlay, I love it. I think it's fantastic for the sport. And I think the next time they're on a golf course together, that breeds drama. Especially if they're paired with each other, it's just great for everything. I don't see any negative to it. I don't. I not can't everybody's recall. friends. You know people in your life. Every person you've ever met is not a friend. You don't like some people. That's how it is. There's people I don't like. I don't like you. <laughs> I cannot recall ever reading a quote from one golfer speaking of another golfer where he called him a dick. That was a quote. That's fantastic. Read. I love it. It's the greatest thing I've ever read. <laughs> it's and so, fantastic. To that point, I guess from a journalism standpoint, uh, from a fan standpoint, uh, I've always wanted the same thing. I want players to be honest with us. Uh, whatever took place on the U.S. side with Patrick Cantlay, from the reports that we're getting from very reliable sources, we were not treated to honesty with that. Now, you could, you could have a whole other debate whether we deserved the, to be treated with honesty as to what was ever going on behind the scenes. But from what we understand, again, based upon very reliable sources on the inside, what was really going on was a protest about compensation. Uh, how that was handled to say, no, it was a private affair, yet it played itself out publicly in terms of, in some ways, what seems like a ridiculous protest of not wearing a hat, uh, the road between those two is, at the very least, curious uh, and, and, and it's more extreme, troublesome in terms of, of what played out, how and why. In uh, the broader question, the bigger question, perhaps the more important question in context is, did it have an impact on the, the United States team's performance in that Ryder Cup and all that was swirling around it? Uh, again, from, from what we have heard from multiple sources, what had a bigger impact on the U.S. team's performance was the fact that there was a virus that was running through the team and they just were not feeling physically well. Well, you know what? That's the world of sport. And unfortunately, you have to perform through that. That's the world of life, too, isn't it? 
but with what Rory McIlroy just did with the Irish Independent, you're going to get scathing reactions to what he said. You're going to get scathing reactions on both sides to what the individuals involved in the incident did. However, what I do like about what took place with Rory McIlroy in that interview was he was honest, warts and all, with what took place. So I do like that. All right, we will have more coming up from the RSM Classic as days unfold. More guests uh, coming on the program tomorrow. It is Pro-Am Day tomorrow, so it will be a massively busy day in this building and all of the activity that is buzzing around. I cannot wait to share that experience with you. You heard us talking to Todd tonight. It is the Pro-Am night tonight. Uh, good job, Dom. Good job, Andrew, uh, holding back the fort in our two studios in Raleigh and North Carolina. We, as I mentioned, will be bringing you more from right here at Sea Island uh, in these beautiful Golden Isles in southeast Georgia over the coming days. And until we are together again, be well and goodbye for now.